official music of the Sunday Morning Speed Show. Four hours of show in a... What do we have now? 35 minutes 34 back. minutes and 37 seconds. Okay, I want to get all the elements of a regular show in this short show today. So we start off with uh, host greetings. Hi, Schwanny. Hey, Dean. Hi, Andy. Hi, Dean. Hi, Dean. Hi, Andy. Hi, Schwanny. Hi, Andy. Hi, Schwanny. It's all right. <laughs> all right, so much for the greeting. Let's move on to uh, letters from listeners. <laughs> uh, I got one from Houston, Texas. Nice. How about that? Houston, hello. Hello, hello. Marilyn Carr. Our friend Marilyn. Said, Hi, happy new year to Marilyn. Uh, and, and Marilyn says, happy and healthy new year to us. I, uh, well, it's a card that says, some things light up the holidays, wishing you everything that brightens the season and warms the heart. I had the pleasure of meeting Isn't that uh, Marilyn. Nice? I had the pleasure of meeting her a few years ago. Says I so enjoy listening to you all on Sunday morning. Wishing <laughs> I love this music so much. Wishing you a happy holiday season and a happy healthy new year. Thank you for that uh, very nice card, uh, Marilyn. And that concludes the letter portion of the program. Let's move on to uh, funny texts that have come in. Uh, one from the 708 area code says, Dean, you and Schwani should take on OB and Dan to see who stays on the radio. I think he's suggesting a, <laughs> suggesting a fist fight. Doesn't it sound Survival like Survival of the fittest? Yeah. Is that what it is? I want to see if you can hold your ground in there. Honestly, I think we could take them, really. <laughs> and so does this listener, Ken, from Berwyn. I put my money on you and Schwani. Oh, <laughs> So uh, that's a very nice note of confidence as we're about to get pummeled into the ground. <laughs> 32 minutes and 41 seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so that concludes the text portion of the program. Oh, the music's on a loop today. <laughs> uh, the Week in Theater segment uh, now. One more week of The Lion King, one more week of The Sound of Music at the Paramount, and The Steppenwolf's Bald Sisters, show named after me, uh, has been extended through January 15th. That concludes the theater portion of the program today. On to the Food Time program, Chicago Radio's only cooking and dining show. Uh, This week on television, I'm going to be cooking one of my mom's favorite recipes this coming week. My mom would have turned 100 years old. Uh, So in honor of my mom, I'm going to be cooking one of her favorite uh, recipes. That would be Wednesday, about 9.35 is normally when I cook. And that concludes the food portion of the program, which brings us to uh, the next portion of today's show. couldn't really abbreviate America's favorite feature, the far-flung forecast, our interesting compendium of facts and figures each week presented to us by the unabbreviatable <laughs> Dave Schwann. That's another way of saying I'm long-winded, right? Well, <laughs> well, since this is our uh, speed show today, I will make this speedy. We go to... And, and if any point, you need me to throw this in. <laughs> 
No, we're good. I can. Okay. Okay. We're, right. No, we're we're good. I'll, I'll just make this very brief. We're actually saluting uh, an astronaut today. Uh, we go to Creston, Iowa. Creston, Creston Iowa. Iowa is in the southwest portion of Iowa. You Pop- did, did not tell me to set my protractors and uh, oh yes, my, my I'm sorry. Set. Yes, right. I need we that. Need to, we, we I need, need that to reminder. The compasses and protractors, yeah. so people can follow and your along. Fangled monitors there on your cellular telephones. Yes. Yeah. So we want to. We want to know where some of these places. What was this place in Creston, Creston, Iowa? Creston, C R E S T O N. Creston, Iowa. Do you have to say it twice like that? Yes, Creston, I do. Creston, Creston I- Iowa. Just to make sure that you know, since someone else <coughs> was talking over me not there, paying, and, not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Seven thousand five hundred and thirty-six is the population. It was settled in eighteen sixty-eight and was named for the fact that it's on the crest. Get it? The crest of the railroad line between Missouri and Mississippi, the Missouri and Mississippi River basins. I thought it had something to do with the toothpaste. Yeah. No, no, nothing to do at all with the toothpaste. But it is also the home of uh, an astronaut, Walter Cunningham. And we mentioned uh, Mr. Cunningham today because he passed away on the 3rd of January here at the age of 90. Walter Cunningham was the last surviving astronaut aboard Apollo 7, Hmm. which got the Apollo program started back in action in 1968 following the terrible, tragic fire of Apollo 1 about a year and a half earlier where we lost three astronauts. But Walter Cunningham, Don Isley, and Wally Schirra were on Apollo 7. It got the program back up and running and subsequently uh, ultimately uh, uh, moved on to uh, the successful landing in the moon with uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Uh, Mr. Cunningham died at the age of 90, uh, January 3rd. His hometown of Creston, Iowa, a cold day there today, but partly sunny, 16 ooh, degrees. Ooh, that's chilly. Creston, Iowa. Creston, Creston, Iowa. Creston, 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 Iowa. And I have a far-flung forecast add-on to what you have uh, for today as well. January 8th would have been, well, today is, it would have been the 88th birthday of the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Wow. I've seen you during your stories on this uh, during the week. Well, you know, the the, uh, AMC River East Theater downtown is showing this new Elvis movie with Austin Butler. Which is quite good. Which is quite good. They're, They're showing it for free today. Uh, you have to go on the website to register to get the free tickets, if there are any left at this point. But that's one of the commemorations. Of course, at Graceland, they always do huge commemorations every year on Elvis's birthday and on the anniversary of his death, which was 1977, by the way. He was only 42 years old. I always think about people who die young like that, like Elvis, like James Dean, like JFK. What would they have been like? 88, 88 90, 90 years old. old. What yes. would they have been like as right. senior citizens? Right. Yeah. Always interesting to speculate on yeah. that. I picture Elvis, you know, still on stage, 88 years old in a rhinestone. <laughs> <laughs> With the guitar. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, some fans in Toronto, a singing group called Choir, 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 decided to salute Elvis in a different way. There must be like a hundred people in this choir, and this is how they remembered the king of rock and roll. Isn't that cool? Like a 
like a hundred people singing one of Elvis's biggest hits. I think it was one of his last hits too. Suspicious Minds, very possible. Yeah, I'll have to check that, Casey Kasem. You know, they do this uh, up there in Canada with with the actual artists. Sometimes I remember right. seeing one on uh, YouTube with Rick Astley. They were doing his songs with him there. Oh, those Canadians. Yeah. They've got to find ways to keep warm up there. I think it's kind of cool. Happy birthday, Elvis Presley. When we come back from the break on our speed show today, our A-list interview with maybe the biggest A-lister of them all, Tom Hanks, next. 921 Dean Richards Sunday morning speed show today. We're off at 945 to make room for Hamp and OB pregame. Uh, Dr. Kevin Most, by the way, coming up after 9.30 for a mini-segment today. And I would be remiss if I did not mention, thank you many people on the text line for reminding me today is Elton Jim Toronto's birthday today uh, as well. Unfortunately, it's impossible to have Elton Jim Toronto on a short show today because he, when he comes on, he talks a minimum 20 minutes. Minimum. So we'll just send him uh, happy birthday greetings today and move on to our A-list interview for today. They don't come any bigger than uh, Tom Hanks that we've had the pleasure of interviewing so many times over the years. His latest movie that's out is called A Man Called Otto, in which he plays uh, a solitary senior who just wants to be left alone. Doesn't want to bother with uh, you know things, details, and most especially, he does not want to bother with people. He's really not a friendly person at all, uh, the character that he plays. Quite the opposite of the real Tom Hanks. Uh, we talked to him about uh, the motion picture and about how different this is for the persona that uh, we know for Tom Hanks. You are the king of movies without acting partners where you can totally captivate somebody by yourself in any scene you've proved it over and over and over again <laughs> oh, that's like, that's kind of it's lonely sometimes i gotta tell you it'd be nice to have somebody to you know to play catch with on camera sometimes is is it more challenging to you really uh the responsibility is such that um if you're the only one if you only went in there um uh you're the only one responsible for the direction that anything goes there's no one to play off of uh because when you <laughs> i've i've been lucky i've worked with some really great uh you know ensemble players co-stars what have you and there are sometimes honestly we just you just ha- have to have faith in the serendipity of what is going to come out of their energy that will affect you that will you know provide a different sort of spin uh, on it and uh, the, it's funny you should mention that because uh the young uh the young actor who played malcolm in it um i was in that house all by myself playing auto and then suddenly i got to have somebody making breakfast for me in a scene and it was like ah oh, i don't have to work i can actually just sit here and say the words it was it was refreshing i i, I wonder uh i mean this character auto is so opposite tom hanks He's the grumpiest, most you know, despicable, troubled person in the world. I hope that's not you. I mean, you are the nicest guy in the world, as everybody knows. 
Not if you wake me up ringing on my door when I'm doing something, I will, I will come to the door and say, what? I will, I'm just as, I can be just as cranky at a dog peeing on my lawn. You just ask my neighbors. They'll tell you that. He's a weird guy sometimes. <laughs> uh, but you know, that, that, the, 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 that does not, all that requires is a, is a logical understanding of why, you know, um, and there is a there is a uh, uh, there is a quality to auto that is nothing more than in the moment, right at face value. He and, and for a guy that is not doesn't put an awful lot of of of, of, of value necessarily on on artifice or artificiality. You know, he's got no problem saying, "What do you want?" As opposed to saying, "Well, hi, how nice to see you." What can you? He's not going to waste time doing that because it's time. And he doesn't have any time to waste. I, no. I can be like that myself, myself. I find that so hard to believe. I mean, I've I've been around you on camera and off camera, and I just find that so hard to believe that you can be that way. It's true. Uh, I mean, you know, because I must say, you know, I I set set time aside inside the confines and like, but you know, that that's like, look, you you and you've been in the same circumstance. You're taking a nap in a hotel. And you didn't put on the do not disturb sign and someone comes and knocks on the door. Do you not sort of say, hold on, wait, I'm, I'm hold it, wait. And then yeah. you go and open the door. You're not, even you, Dean, are not the happiest person on the planet Earth. <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to me a little bit about doing a role like this versus some of your straightaway comedies. Is one more challenging than another? No, the challenge is just to do it in the first place. You know, the um, uh, performing a role, making a movie takes an awful lot of preparation, and you have to get to the place just before you start rolling, just before everything goes on record in real time. And these little beats that are going to last forever. And um, what uh, uh, I, I would like to think that I've been doing this long enough that somewhere in the last. Well, let's say 40 years. Um, I've, I've come to understand the importance of blocking everything out. It, it's amazing how often you have to, you are going through a really bad day and have to play something very lightly on camera. And how often you've had a wonderful day and have to play something very deep and depressing on camera. It seems as though the God of filmmaking is actually screwing with your brain in order to get <laughs> you to that point. But that is the art form. That's the requirement of the creativity. You have to get to a blank place so that the only thing that is in your head is the stuff that's going to come out of your mouth and your body. And the, the, as long as it's well written, you know, as long as you're, you're, uh, you're, you, uh, are, truly uh, examining the theme of what you're talking about. There's no difference between doing the funnier, better parts of, say, you know, a league of their own, as there is in doing the the deeper uh, aspects of, uh, of a man called Otto. It is exactly how it has to be. And you just have to get there. That's that that's the difference between doing it and not doing it. It is in the getting there. Yeah. Such interesting choices for you this year with this and uh, Elvis. Uh, playing Colonel Colonel Tom, just like wildly complex characters that are so interesting to watch. Well, the different perspectives, I think, two guys at the end of their trail, more or less, right? You know, and and 
uh, Colonel Tom Parker trying to set the record straight and uh, talk about, uh, as Baz Luhrmann said, you know, it's it, we can all understand that there would have been no Elvis without Colonel Tom Parker. But what would Colonel Tom Parker have been without Elvis? That was the that that would that's a that's a that's a pretty great challenge to throw down the you know at the very beginning of of the process. Uh, and with Otto, it's he doesn't care about his legacy for a moment. He's he's not he's not even one to think. He only knows one thing and one thing only, and that is he's done. There's no reason to keep going on, and it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about. It. And uh, the uh, the magnificence of the uh, how the worst thing that could happen to uh, Otto Anderson is actually the best thing that ever happened to him. The worst thing in his own mind was these idiot neighbors moved in across the street, and they got kids, and they're from a different country, and they have all the, and they keep bothering me all the time. Well, lo and behold, it turns out the thing that actually brings them back to life. And isn't that isn't that an awful lot of what the, the only the only way we could sort of like control our lives is to go along with that is kind of like roll with the punches. And I think these two movies, these two roles are one guy who refused to do that, which was Colonel Tom Parker. He wanted to control it. He wanted to promote it himself. And Otto, who just said, I have no control over this. Uh, this is what living is about. Yeah. Beautiful job, Tom. Thank you for it. And happy holidays to you and the family. Love seeing your son in this also, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dead ringer, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not get somebody who actually looks like him? Well, that was, yeah. It was a, it, we cut down on the number of casting calls we had to do. because <laughs> it, there's, 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 there's no better, uh, uh, no, no better uh, uh, casting uh, uh, quality than just natural DNA. It all just it all just blends in there. Yeah, Tom's son Truman uh, plays young Otto in this uh, movie. It's called A Man Called Otto. It's in theaters now. After the news, a uh, mini segment today with Dr. Kevin Most. All right, Did I have you? no idea why we're hearing several things there, but uh, that would have been Kevin the fancy introduction to your segment. Uh, Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Uh, joining us for uh, a mini segment today because we have a mini show today. Hampton will be pregame coming up in uh, just a few minutes. Dr. Kevin Most, good morning, my friend, and Happy New Year to you. Gene, Happy New Year to you, too. And that's their welcoming song was something about go to sleep. So I hope that's not about the content that we deliver in this no, segment. I don't know what I don't know what that was. That was some sort of mystery music. I have no idea what what that was or what that came from. But uh, we're going to move on. Uh, just this, uh, nonetheless, uh, the big health story of the week has uh, been the condition of uh, Demar Hamlin, uh, who apparently had cardiac arrest on the field during Monday Night Football. Uh, and it's been just an amazing story to follow. Apparently, he is now off of uh, the artificial breathing machines. He's breathing on his own. He has uh, issued a couple of uh, messages. I mean, it's, it's uh, you, know, uh, you know, maybe medical people feel differently about it. Just seems like a good old-fashioned miracle to me. Well, Dean, I think there's a couple things. One, you're absolutely right when you think about something like that that would happen on a football field. But you have to look at the response time for those trainers and those paramedics. That's who saved the lives. Although we're all looking at this as a miracle, those are the individuals who are trained and practice for events like this. And we really can't say enough for the paramedics and the trainers of the world who are ready for events like this. And certainly, 
you know, wonderful that, he's, that he is recovering as well as he is. It's just absolutely amazing that somebody that has an arrest and is down for that long is coming back neurologically and his motor function is great. His mind is very clear. So, you know, great for DeMar. You know, I feel very proud and happy for the family. But we also have to remember the individuals who made that possible. Yep. And those are the, the paramedics, those first responders and those athletic trainers who were there giving him CPR within a minute of him going down yeah and uh, i guess with the defibrillators uh, within just a few minutes once they got him into the ambulance uh you know that that also uh, helped uh all of that that you say is so 100 percent true but is his uh, you know quick comeback from this also because of his age he's a uh, he's a young man oh 100 percent you know when you think about people who have cardiac arrest and who have heart attacks it's often because they have cholesterol buildup in their arteries, they have high blood pressure, they smoke, all the risk factors we talk about with uh, with heart attacks. And you look at someone like him and he doesn't have any of those. So when you look at a good circulatory system, a strong individual, he certainly has has the opportunity to bounce back as he has. And, and what you said about the AEDs is very important. You know, this was not due to blockage in the artery where he needed to get into surgery. This was a electrical uh, activity of the heart that stopped the heart from pumping properly. So getting that shock as quickly as possible with that AED is key. So I would just say to everybody, when you're in a public space, whether you're at work, know where the closest AED is and understand that they're very simple to use. If you remember, years ago, we had either a 12 or 13-year-old who actually used it at O'Hare and saved the life of a parent. Yeah. Uh, What can people do to find out if they are at risk i mean it sounds like for demar uh it was just a a kind of a a random uh thing that was you know that happened to him he is in peak physical condition it's just kind of a random thing as you say he didn't have uh, other uh you know uh, characteristics that might have made him a candidate for cardiac arrest for for most of us though what are the kinds of things that we should be looking out for to make sure that we're not the one that winds up on that gurney, uh, you know, being taken away in an ambulance? Yeah. So, you know, if we look at the spectrum of heart disease and heart illness, his falls into this extremely small little portion of it, right? Remember that the heart is made up of four chambers. The two ventricles, the left and right ventricle, are the major pumps that pump the blood either to the lungs or to our brain. So when that electrical activity doesn't allow those muscles to work properly, we don't get good pumping, we don't get good blood flow. So for the conditions that he had, there's really nothing we can do. It was such a unusual, it was the wrong place at the wrong time in the wrong portion of his electrical activity of his heart. Very, very rare. But for the rest of us, you know, we should be aware of what we can do to prevent ourselves from having any heart disease. You know, don't smoke. Know what your blood pressure is and treat it properly. Eat appropriately. Exercise. Those are all the things that are going to prevent us from having what we see as the 90% of heart disease, not this small little one sliver that DeMar happened to have. Now, if we, if we begin to feel a certain way, will we get lightheaded? Will we get uh, pain in the arm? What, what tells us something ain't right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you hit on a couple of the big ones. You know, chest pressure, you know, someone that says, oh, my gosh, it just feels like someone's sitting on my chest. Pain in the left arm sometimes, pain going up into the jaw. Um, feeling a little bit lightheaded, feeling a little short of breath. 
And when I say that, those are the symptoms that are classic for men. For women, it's a little bit unusual. Women with heart disease, some of their symptoms are a little different. Sometimes it's nausea. Sometimes it's back pain. So they sometimes won't have the classic, you know, chest tightness and pain into the jaw. So really, it's knowing what to look for and also what we can do to prevent this. So everything you can do in a healthy wise to present, prevent it. All right. We'll uh, talk more about this. Kevin, thank you for joining us uh, for this mini segment. We'll see you next week uh, for the for the regular uh, uh, update in health. Have a great day today, Kevin. You got it. Take, take, take care. We'll talk soon. Okay. It's Dr. Kevin Most, Central DuPage Hospital. Hampton OB pregame is coming up next.